welcome to the Saturday Splash here on Riverside Radio with me, Rosie. Today we are going to be talking about plants and I have a very full studio actually. I've got five people in my studio today. We're going to take it one by one and first of all let's get to know our very special guest. Hello. My name is Daryl. I quite like drawing plants. Oh, hi, Daryl. So you're the perfect person to come in and maybe help me think a little bit more about plants. How old are you, Daryl? I am eight years old. You're eight years old. And when you're drawing plants, are there any types of plants in particular that you like drawing? Trees. Trees! Oh, excellent. The leaves and the trunks, branches. Do you ever draw any animals living inside the... the... Mm, probably not. Probably not. Just the just the, um, the the trees themselves. So you're eight years old and um, you clearly like nature a little bit if you're... You're drawing trees. Excellent. What year are you in? Year four. You're in year four. Excellent. Now, we're going to be talking about plants and trees, and particularly plants in autumn, because something interesting is happening. I don't know if you've noticed on the trees around where you live, um, but there's something happening on the trees where I live. What's happening nearby you? Um, The leaves are becoming red, orange and yellow and falling to the ground. Excellent, yeah, red, orange and yellow. They're really quite beautiful colours, the ones yeah. near me. Are they looking good near you as well? Yes. They're falling to the ground and the ones near me are starting to become all crispy. Yeah. And the trees are looking a little bit bare. Yeah. Same with you. So I'm curious about why that might be happening, because it happens every year, doesn't it, this time of year? Something that happens in autumn. Have you got any thoughts about that? Or Maybe the leaves are dying. Yeah, I, I was wondering that too. I think we need to ask some experts. Yeah. Would you be able to help me interview our experts this morning? Yes, I would. And I think these experts actually live quite close to you, don't they? Yes. I think they might even be your neighbours. No, they're oh, not my neighbours. Not quite so close. OK, well, you live nearby. I'll tell you what, should we, should we play some music and he yeah. um, hear from them after the break? Yeah. Excellent. All right, we'll be back after this. <laughs> to the Saturday Splash here on Riverside Radio. My name is Rosie and of course this show, if you're new to this show, is all about nature here in London and even beyond. Now I have got a lovely guest in the studio today. Hello guest. Hello. And so we've got Daryl here today who, are you able to help me interview our other guests? Yes. Excellent. Okay, so we're going to be talking about plants. So uh, what should we do? What, what should our first question be to our experts? Um, what are your names? Hi, hello everyone. My name is Anna Claudia. Hi, Daryl. Hi, everyone. I'm Neil. So we've got Anna Claudia and Neil. And what should we find out about them next? What are your jobs? Um, I am a plant scientist and I work in the Natural History Museum. I also work in the Natural History Museum and I'm a principal researcher. Okay, so you really are good people to help us learn about plants. Neil, you're a principal researcher. Do you research plants? Yes. Okay, phew. Okay, that's good. So, Daryl and I were talking about the colours of the leaves just before. What, what colours did we say they went? Red, orange and yellow. Red, orange and yellow. Did we get that right? Uh, you get, you, you, both of you um, got right the fact that the... Uh, trees can change to any of those colors, but sometimes, uh, depending on the species, uh, the tree changes from uh, green straight to yellow, and then, as uh, Daryl was telling me earlier on, brown, 
Yes. And then sometimes it goes from red and then orange and then yellow. So it depends on the species, but those are the main colors that you see the trees changing to. Amazing. Okay, so yep, I've been noticing that around where I live. They look really, really beautiful. Um, I want to find out a little bit more about why they might be doing that, but we'll get onto that in a minute because I've got another question. This time of year, I think of what animals are up to. Hibernating. Are plants hibernating at this time of year as well? Uh, yes, uh, many plants do hibernate at this time of year, mm. and I think... Uh, as we move on with the program, we'll hear more about that a bit later. Oh, okay. I like how you're being quite um, secretive with your scientific <laughs> information so far. And I think that's because we've got a game. Are we competitive? Daryl, are you competitive? Yes. Oh, you are? Okay, interesting. So I think our plant scientists have got a bit of a game for us. I think the way this is going to work, you've got some questions for us, haven't you, Daryl and I? And maybe you've got some options for us to choose about plants hibernating and colours changing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. We'll do this as a multiple choice quiz. So for each question, we'll give you three possible answers. One is correct, and you have to work out which one that is. Are you up for that challenge, Daryl? Yes. Okay, fantastic. Right. I think you and I should go swat up on our plant knowledge. We'll get some songs playing, and we'll be back for our quiz after this. <laughs> Welcome to the Riverside Radio. You are listening to... to the Saturday Splash. Yes, welcome back to the Saturday Splash with me, Rosie, and... Daryl. We've got Daryl here, our fantastic young interviewer who's going to be helping us interview our scientists this morning. But our scientists have been a little bit sneaky and they've actually got some questions for us about plants and about why the plants are changing at this time of year in autumn. But I heard something in the break that I can't ignore. Daryl, you have a dog. Yes. What's your dog's name? River. River the dog. And what kind of dog is River? A Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Is she quite big then? Very big. Bigger than you? Really? Yes. Oh, bigger than me? Yes. Oh, wow. Can we bring... No, oh. same size. Same size. Can Fancy we... Sense. Parents, can we bring River in next time you visit? We'd love to meet River. Okay, amazing. Sorry, I, I got distracted. Sorry, Anna, Claudia and Neil. You're still here? Yes, we are. <laughs> now, you both are plant scientists, plant experts, and you do know what's going on with the plants and trees at this time of year. Yes, you do. Hope so, Rosie. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> now, you alluded to the fact that you've got some multiple choice quizzes for us. You'd like to check how much uh, people know about uh, um, those facts of nature. Okay, and Daryl and I are going to play along in the studio, but of course everyone listening along can play too. So, would you like to give us the first question? So, the first question is, do you know why leaves change colour in autumn? Do you know why leaves change colour in autumn? Well, I think yeah. we've got some options to choose from. Let's hear what they could be. So, the first option is, is it because the trees don't get enough water, so the leaves fall off? Mm. Is op option two is, because there are fewer insects flying around in autumn, and option three is because it's getting colder and there's less light during the day. Okay, Daryl, do you have any thoughts? I think one or three because insects don't really help help um, leaves that much, do they? Yeah, I know insects are important for pollination and helping the flowers, but there's not so many flowers around this time of year. So one was about water. Yeah. And there's not as much water around. And number three was about it was getting colder. So I think you could be right. It's one of them. Is there much water around at this time of year? 
there still is because I mean it would be raining more often so I think I think maybe the one that wasn't with the water yeah the sunshine what was option C again, Neil? Can we hear that again? Option three is because it's getting colder and there's less light available during the day. I think option C. You think option C? Yep. Uh, what does everyone think at home? What are you going for? I think... Oh, the parents. What do you think at Hot Shout Parents? Number three. Oh, we've got number three for the parents. Uh, yeah, I think we go for three, Neil. Anna Claudia? Um, everyone is absolutely right. It's because the days are getting very shorter, the temperatures drop a lot. But Daru, you are also right that um, in some places, trees, they drop leaves because there is not enough water. How oh. about that? Oh, interesting. So in some areas there's less water, so the leaves fall off, but maybe around London at the moment. The reason is the option three is because the days are very short. Ah, interesting. So the days are getting shorter. Very less, cold. Less light, very cold. So the leaves start to fall off. Yeah. Neil. Yeah, the interesting thing is that um, we're used to seeing leaves turning, as you said, yellow and orange and red. Um, usually they're green, of course. But why they turn that colour is because the, uh, the plant is withdrawing the green colour, the chlorophyll is mm. in the leaves. The chlorophyll is the pigment that turns energy into sunlight uh, sunlight into energy and um, the interesting thing is they don't turn that color they just stop being green they already oh. have the yellow color the red color or the orange color in the leaves but you don't see it because the, um, the green color is usually what dominates that's interesting so they're not becoming red they just stop being green exactly oh. so they have all the different colors inside the leaf but because the mo molecules or the substance that reflects green color are in higher quantity because they are more efficient to getting sunlight, these are the dominant ones. When the plant stops to produce the substance that gives the green color, then the other colors have the opportunity to show. Yeah, that's right. I, I remember when I was at school, we did an experiment to show why leaves are green. So we, we had a, an aquatic plant in a jar full of water and we shone a beam of light at it, but we shone the beam of light through a prism, a, a triangular block of glass, and the prism broke the light into all the different wavelengths of light. And then we shone that at the plant, and where the red part of the rainbow and the blue part of the rainbow were hitting the plant, you could see lots of tiny little bubbles coming off the plant oh, wow. and coming up through the water. And the bubbles were oxygen. And so the plant was, you could see that the plant was absorbing the blue part of the spectrum and the red part of the spectrum and that using that to make food and produce oxygen and so everything else was being reflected back and the bit that's in between red and blue is green so that's why plants look green they reflect back that part of the spectrum and absorb the other part so plants normally look green because that's the, the part of the light that they're bouncing back that our eyes see so plants look green normally would you say that's right Daryl yeah plants normally look green but when they start to take those green bits away what did you say it was called it was a fancy word chlor chlorophylla ah so when they start to take the chlorophyll Phil. chlorophyll away we see the other colors that are in there yeah. so chloro it means green and phil means leaf so it just means green leaf green leaf 
Excellent. Well, well done, Daryl. You got that spot on. Absolutely right. Did you get that right at home as well? Well, we've got a few more questions. Um, I think for now, we should hear some more music. Welcome back to the Saturday Splash here at Riverside's radio. Excellent. Welcome back to the Saturday Splash. My name is Rosie. Hi, I'm Daryl. And we've got our lovely guests in the studio. Hello. Yes, here's Anna Claudia. I'm Neil, hi. And we are learning about plants today and why the trees are changing colour. Now, we've already got one question, right? Well done, Daryl. You've got us one point. Um, I'd like to hear what our sneaky scientist's second question is. Um, I would like to ask you guys and everyone at home, what happens when plants hibernate? What happens when plants hibernate? Okay, mm, okay. Can we have three? Op- you said you've got some multiple choice for us. Can we have the three options? Yeah, here they are. So, option one is the plants all head off to a warm cave where they lie down and sleep for six months. Daryl is shaking his head. You're not keen on that one. No, because c- plants can't walk. <laughs> okay, I think we've already ruled out one of them. So, option two is that the plants produce less energy from the sun and they pause growing. And option three? Option three is that the plants shed their bark and it grows again back in the spring. Okay, so one of them was heading off to a cave, having a little sleep. No, No. I think number three, no, because I don't see, um, plants, um, small plants don't usually have bark. So I wouldn't say that one, I would say number two. You're right, not all plants have bark, do they? What kind of um, plants have bark? Trees. Yeah, mostly trees have bark, and maybe it's not just the trees that hibernate, so something else must be going on. Neil, what was option two again? Let's have a little listen. Option two is that the plants produce less energy from the sun and they pause growing. Do you think that could be it? Yeah. Because, yeah, we heard before that they're producing energy from the sun, but there's less sun in winter, so therefore less energy should we go for option two yes what's everyone else thinking at home hopefully you agree with us neil and claudia we're going to go for option two yes you're all correct yes well done daryl tell us a little bit more then so these plants hibernating they they just stop well because you have um discussed before that with less sun um, leaves start to withdraw the chlorophyll that actually captures the energy from the sun. They don't have any more use for the leaves. That energy goes down. So in the plant, what the plant does is actually saving that energy inside itself. The leaves are like a solar panel, trans- capturing energy from the sun and then producing the carbohydrate. That's the energy, the bioenergy they have inside themselves. So when there is no much light, sunlight, and they cannot produce that energy, they just slow down, stop growing, and that's the way that the trees hibernate or plants hibernate. Mm. I I think I sometimes feel a bit like that. I think we all feel like that (laughs) in this time of year, Rosie. (laughs) Yeah, but um, going back to what Daryl was saying before, it's it's the we used to um, plants dropping their leaves in winter, so we call it hibernating. But in other parts of the world, it's not due to the cold and not being enough sunlight. It's because it's too dry. So in lots of tropical countries, uh, like Brazil, where Ana Claudia is from, we have dry forests where they're at um, the hottest, driest part of the year. Trees drop all their leaves. They have no leaves at all. And they pause like that until there's enough water to come back in the second part of the 
in the wet season of the year. So in the dry forest, you can find tall cacti that have no leaves, and all their food is produced by the green stems that have swollen up to store water. And those plants produce spines to stop them being eaten when there's not much else to eat. And if you think about the plants that um, don't drop their leaves in this country, like holly, those often have very spiny leaves to stop them being eaten during the wintertime. Amazing. So hibernation where you're from, Anna Claudia, is less because of the cold. Exactly. It's much more because lack of water. Lack of water. So they have the light, but um, to do the photosynthesis, to do the, to trans- transfer energy from the sun as um, bioenergy, that's the carbohydrate, they also have to lose a lot, use a lot of water, and they lose a lot of water to the leaf. So in dry season, they prefer just to stop. Mm. until there is more water available. And even environments where we think of plants having leaves all the the year round, uh, like a tropical rainforest in the Amazon, for example, most trees there will also lose their leaves and replace their leaves every year, but they just do it leaf by leaf rather than all at once. Oh, wow, yeah. So you wouldn't notice it as well. Exactly. So if if you're there, you can see lots of dead leaves along the, the floor of the forest, but you don't see them at one particular time of the year with all of them dropping their leaves. Well done, Daryl. You've got two out of two so far. Would you like to hibernate if that was an option for you? Just go and sleep somewhere for winter? Mm, no. No? Too, too full of energy for that. I think I, I like the idea of this hibernation. We'll talk in the break. Um, we'll be back after this. to the Saturday Splash um, here on Riverside Radio. I'm Daryl. And I'm Rosie. And we've also got... Anna Claudia. And Neil. Excellent. Now, Daryl, you've done very well so far. You've got two out of two questions right. We've learnt that the leaves are falling off the trees um, because it's getting colder and less sunlight. Was that right? Yes, And they're not, they're not turning red. They just stop being green. I think that's the fact of the day for me. Um, and we've also learned that plants are hibernating too at this time of year. But there's more questions for us. So, Anna Claudia and Neil, I'll hand over to you. Well, while, while many trees losing their leaves, Rosie, some are hibernating, like, like the trees, but there are other plants that are just waking up at this time of year. So, oh. what plants can you think of that flower during winter? Oh, I hadn't really thought about flowers. Pl- I'll try that again. Hadn't really thought about flowers in the winter. Have you seen any flowers around? No, not necessarily. Right. Have we got any options? Yes, we have three options. Okay. Do you think that flowers that, you know, plants that are flowering in the winter are, for instance, snowdrops? Or are they bluebells? Or are they roses? So we've got snowdrops, bluebells, or roses. I've... I thought bluebells were in spring or snow and snowdrops. Well, I I'm thinking roses are in spring as well because my mum's got lots of roses in her garden. So, oh. Do you know I'm thinking the word snowdrop might be a clue. But yeah. I don't know because maybe they do flower in spring. But yeah, they they usually only go in spring. This is a tricky one. I didn't even realise there were any flowers. Maybe we could, like, get rid of the ones that we think no. Okay, so which ones are we saying definitely no to? I think snowdrops. You're thinking snowdrops. 
I'm spring. And I think roses are summer, so I'm going to say no to roses. So that leaves us with bluebells. But you th- you said bluebells are there in spring. Yeah, as well. Should we go for roses then? Maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering. Should we go for roses? No, I really think those are summer as well. <laughs> We're stuck, aren't we? Mm. Okay. Um, scientists, could you remove one of the options for us? Take away one of the incorrect options and leave us with one right one and one incorrect one. Well, Daryl is right. Bluebells are definitely spring flowers, so we'll eliminate bluebells. But then roses and snowdrops. I I keep thinking the word snow might be a clue. Let's go with snowdrops. Should we go for snowdrops? Okay, I'm sorry if I've convinced... Wrong answer here. Let's see. What do, is snowdrops? Could uh, I'm completely with you. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, snowdrops they start to flower in winter because they, in in our garden, for instance, you have a variety that starts in December. Okay. And you have to remember that winter goes until mid March, and many snowdrops, but not only snowdrops, start to flower during January and February. Maybe you should even ask. Do you guys know any other flowers that might start to flower, or other plants, species that start to flower during that period that is between December and mid-March? I can't think of it. So s- snowdrops are winter flowers? Yes, they are. Okay, so we got it right. Well done, Daryl. We, we worked through, we really worked through that one, didn't we? But I can't think of any other flowers that are around in winter, can you? No. No, I don't think we know. So uh, you're right, snowdrops flower in winter, but um, winters are so mild these days that we're actually not used to seeing snow. So they're called snowdrops. They do flower when it's snowy, but it's not often snowy anymore. Right. Maybe that's why we were getting a bit confused then as well. And we have roses in our garden flowering now in, in November, and they, they shouldn't normally be flowering at this time of year, but we've still got them. But they're going to shut down when winter properly starts. I guess that's why you included roses in there. <laughs> it is tricky, though, isn't it? Because I guess that maybe it's a bit warmer this time of year than it would be normally. So maybe the plants are ha- acting a di- bit differently than usual. Yes, we're on our way to this... Uh, to the studio this morning to do this program and somebody walked past in shorts and t-shirts in in November and the leaves are turning autumn colours and dropping now and they're about a month later than they they would have been ten years ago. Oh really? So normally it would happen earlier in the year but because it's been so warm it's kind of delayed it a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. And normally it would have uh, the first uh, uh, daffodils actually flowering by February and they are already growing trying to sprout mm. much earlier than the normal period. We, I was gardening at the weekend last weekend and I could see daffodil shoots coming up above the ground a few centimetres tall, um, green, and if I, part, if I moved the soil aside very carefully, you could see lots of white shoots of all the b- bulbs um, starting off wow. under the ground. So they're ready for their start in spring next, next year. Wow, that's really interesting and how much it can depend on yeah what the weather is doing. It's not just like a calendar thing, like, right, we've got to October and all the leaves fall. It actually is depending on what is happening with the weather. Yes, that's right. So um, we have a sequence of different uh, bulbs that flower in the spring and they keep their sequence. But if it's a cold spring, they'll start much later. Yeah. If it's a warm spring, they'll start much earlier. They'll go in the same sequence, but they'll be shorter or longer, depending on how cold the, the weather is at that time of year. And they do this because, naturally, a lot of them um, originally were from woodlands, so they want to flower before the leaves come on the trees. 
so they have enough light coming down to the floor of the forest and to to um, so that they can photosynthesize and they produce their food and they store it in their bowl for next year okay right well i think we'll have one more question a little bit later on but daryl i think we should listen to some more music what do you think yeah i think maybe some ed here and thinking out loud let's go Welcome back to the Saturday Splash on the Riverside Radio. Excellent. Welcome back. Daryl, you are fantastic at being a co-host this morning. I can't believe you've never been on radio before. How old are you again, Daryl? Eight. Eight and already a superstar here in our studio. Now, Daryl, not only are you an amazing radio host, but you've been very good at answering these questions from our scientists. Thank you very much. Yes. And I think we've got one more about plants in nature well, of course, plants are in nature. Plants in autumn is what we're going to say. Now, because we're getting quite close towards the end of the show, I'm going to suggest that this is a speed round. Okay. Why do they flower? Why, why there are species of plants flowering in the winter? So why do some types of plants flower in winter? Okay, yeah. what, what are our options? So option one is because the flower petals will keep them warm, so it doesn't matter if it's wintertime. Yeah. Option two is because there's less competition from other plants in, in wintertime. And option three is because there are more insects around in winter to pollinate them. Oh, interesting. I'm thinking two or three. You're thinking two or three. So number one was about keeping them warm. Number two was about... Oh, what was number two? Less competition. Less competition. From other plants like trees. Mm. That is true because there would be less competition. But still... I guess the, the trees don't have any leaves anymore. Because Plants usually off. go quite close to each other, so I would say there would still be some quite a lot of competition. There might be competition. And what was the third one? The third one was because there are more insects around in winter to pollinate them. More insects around. But I'm not sure, but that, that wouldn't make any effect, would it? Well, The I pollinating don't... only keeps them alive, doesn't doesn't keep them from hibernating. Do you see more insects in winter? No, not really. Should we, should we throw this to the parents? What do the parents think? The parents are sitting so wonderfully in the back, very proud of Daryl on radio this morning. One, two or three, any thoughts, Mum and Dad? Mm. Oh, Actually, sure. number two. Number two? Yeah, same, I'm with two. Number two, OK, should we lock in number two? Yes. Absolutely right. Yes. Because... Um, the flowers, the, the species of plants that flowers in uh, winter time, autumn and winter time, are the very tiny, small ones that are on the ground. So they need the sunlight, the minimum sunlight that they get is already enough and is more than in later on, when is the spring, when the, the trees have all the leaves back, they don't get much sunlight and they need that sunlight to produce energy. And actually, many plants flowering now, their energy was built up before because they um, had uh, bulbs that structures underground that keeps all the energy they need to put flowers back uh, flowering in the garden or anywhere. Oh, cool. So we were talking about uh, trees hibernating over winter time and bulbs, uh, effectively, they do the opposite. So w technically we call this Eastervating because it's in summer. They're dormant during the summertime. They produce shoots under the ground, as we were talking about during the autumn when the w uh, when the soil is wetter and then next spring they're ready to go they grow really quickly they've got the, all that stored energy in their bulbs 
and they will they they're able to come up produce leaves flower set seed before the leaves come on the trees oh wow so there's some some flowers out there that are just starting this time of year they're waking up as you said that's really cool is there anything else that we need to know about flowering plants or have we covered it I think, yeah, yeah we've covered the most things. Well, yeah. Daryl, well done. You've got all those points correct there. Very, very good. I think we've got almost out of time on the show today, but I think we should spin the tables back around and get back yeah. to interviewing the experts, don't you? They've had their fun asking us the questions. Yeah, time to get some payback. Time, I like that. We'll have uh, some more music and be back after this. <laughs> Welcome back to Riverside Radio. You are listening to the Saturday Splash, where we've been learning all about plants in the studio today. And my fantastic co-host and guest, Daryl, has been amazing so far. Hello. Hello, Daryl. And of course, we've got our amazing scientists who've been quizzing us. Yes. And it's very exciting that to know that uh, the two of you and people at home know so much about plants. Well, I think we've done quite well. But Daryl, I think you're right. We need to get our, our own back on them. So have yeah. you got any questions lined up for them? Why do you like plants so much? Um, the reason I like plants so much, I think, Daryl, is because you wouldn't think that they might be interesting, but actually, when you study them, there's nothing they can't do. And um, all these different ways that different plants have adapted to the fact that they can't run around, they can't move, they can't go to a different place. So, and if, you, if any of us, for example, Hopefully this will never happen, but if any of us were to lose an arm or a leg, then that's it, we've lost an arm or a leg. But if a branch falls off a plant, it will grow a new branch. And the trees drop their leaves every year, and then in the spring they grow more leaves. So imagine if all your fingers fell off in the, in the autumn time, and then in the springtime you grew new fingers. That's what, effectively what the plants are doing. These plants are a little bit like superheroes, aren't they, in some ways? Yeah, they kind of have, like... Special magic. Special magic. I love that, Daryl. I think it's exactly what plants do to me. They, they are magical. And um, as Neil said, they have, let's say, roots as limitation. But actually, they found different ways to move around. And I think that's fascinating. And I think if anyone wants to find out more about plants, Daryl, you mentioned in the break as well, we've got another sh show called Plants Under Pressure that Anna, Claudia and Neil, you were here earlier in the year. So you can find that on wherever you find podcasts, Plants Under Pressure on the Saturday Splash. You can find out more about some of those superpowers um, that you told us about earlier in the year. And if you want to find out more about our project at the Natural History Museum, just Google Plants Under Pressure at the Natural History Museum and you'll find our web pages. That's, that's the project you're both working on? Yes. Yes. Amazing. Now, Dara, have you got another question for these lovely people? Yes. Do plants develop their like own protection in the winter? Uh, actually, they have different ways of developing it. As you know, as we know, and you're discussing leaves, that's one thing that plants have as, for instance, solar panel. But n right now, the trees that are, are losing their leaves, they are developing buds, and their buds comes with tiny leaves as a blanket to protect Aww. the little flowers that will flourish later. Another type of plant, for instance, several plants in the Himalayas, they might have a hair, and that hair is like a coat, a fur coat that they have themselves, that you protect them either against the frost or sometimes in dry areas against losing too much water. We don't uh, usually see plants developing and losing clothes throughout the year in the way that they do with their leaves, but they have their bark, trees have bark all through the year, 
And some uh, uh, species of tree, especially in London, plane trees are very common. I can see some out of the window of the radio studio. Their bark will naturally fall off in little flakes during the, oh. during the year, and it will continually grow new bark underneath. And that's one reason that they're very common in, in cities like London, because they're very uh, resistant to pollution, because the bark on the outside right. of the tree na will naturally fall off. It's almost like they're keeping themselves clean. Yes. That was a good question, Daryl. I didn't expect that plants would do all those things to protect themselves like that. And I've got to say, we would been talking about leaves falling off trees. And if we want to look out for nature and help nature, if we've got gardens and parks near us, we should leave those leaf piles, shouldn't we? Little insects will crawl into them, and if we can... Have and a messy garden. And the worms will actually, uh, especially at night, the, the worms will come up to, through their burrows and they will take the leaf and literally suck it under the ground. And all the trails and the little tunnels through the soil, dragging the leaves through, help, really helps with the soil structure and the soil fertility. Well, there you go. It's just so how perfect nature is that the leaves doesn't go to waste. Yes. It's all recycled back around. Well, we are almost out of time. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our guests. But, Daryl, we're going to give a shout-out to some people that you know. Yes, I want to give a, a shout-out to my school, Chillingstone School. And like Rosie said, to keep our gardens messy, I don't think my parents are going to really, yeah, say yes to that. Oh, OK, do we need to convince them? Yes, I oh, think they're giving us a thumbs it. up. They're giving us a yes. thumbs up to messy gardens and leaving the leaf. Daryl, we've done magic here today, you and I, convincing the parents for messy gardens. So we're giving a shout out to everyone at your school, and particularly your teacher, who you said was encouraging you to ask why and things like that. So we love everyone at your school um, and a big shout out. And I think we've got time for one more song. So, Daryl, would you like to introduce our final song and we'll see everyone else next week? Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. <laughs>